Hey folks, this is Joe with the Joe Max Morons, and I'm welcoming you back. Our teams have just played this week in the Champions League, and I'm here with Adam. Adam, how you doing, man? Good. How are you? I'm well, thanks. Uh, I think we're both kind of licking our wounds a little bit um, for different reasons, um, but I'll jump right into it. Uh, Milan played Newcastle yesterday. In, uh, in Milan, um, you know, score ends up nothing, nothing. Uh, you know, you get, Milan gets a point, and you always want points, obviously. Like, when you get one or three, you want something. You don't want nothing out of these games. Right. Uh, but, 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 you know, had 25 shots, you know, had the majority of possession, you know, had, um, you know, really had, had every opportunity to take this game and just could not finish. Um, it's a really, it's a really big waste uh, for Milan to have gotten this position. This is probably the most winnable game. It was at home to Newcastle. Newcastle being, you know, brand new back to, you know, I, I, have they ever been in Champions League? Um, or have, oh, maybe if so, maybe years ago. They've they've been yeah they've been successful in Champions League before. <laughs> Apparently, it's before I cared. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so. So we're going to say they've never been there, uh, and I'm going to just I'm going to go with that actually. <clears throat> but it they Newcastle was very happy to just gum up the works, um, just slow the game down, um, you know, defend in the low block, and and just and just force Milan to put a freaking shot on goal. Um, I don't know, like, is this kind of how Newcastle gets it done in the Premier League as well? Because I feel like Newcastle got what they wanted out of this game. You know, first game at home. How big of a of a problem is this for Milan when they also have PSG and Dortmund in their group? Yeah, I mean it's it's the group of death. So you don't want to lose or drop points at home at all. So I th- <clears throat> I think it's I, it's worrisome. I think you know, and obviously I want I want Milan to come out of this group too. Uh, Newcastle, their form in the Premier League has not been good. Yeah, uh, I feel like I feel like Milan pretty much dominated the game. I mean, yes, uh, but it was just uh, you know, I think I think form is is the most important thing. So I think I think if Milan is playing well and they know they can beat. Newcastle, they can beat these other teams. It's going to be okay, but uh, it's it's the first game. You know, you've got uh, you've got six games to play in the, in the in the group phase, so we'll see. But but yeah, I I, I worry because it's you want to take all the, the the points at home as 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 much as you can. So I don't know. I I, I feel like Newcastle was also in bad form, and it was like it was it should have been there for the taking. And yep. Milan had a pretty good start to the season until they played Inter, uh, you know, to oh. end the A. So, you know, I don't know. I don't know if you want to get in, into that, but uh, sure, we don't have sure. to. I mean, they got the shit kicked uh, out of them. Talking about Champions League, though, I, I feel like this was a missed opportunity. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I really do. You know, to your point, I, I if if the Inter game hadn't happened just a few days earlier, I think this team walks in the door 
with way more confidence. They, you know, they were they were on three wins, um, you know, three out of three. They were, you know, they were doing well, and then they come into this, um, you know, they come into this game with Inter and just get the shit kicked out of them by Inter, and I think that devastated them. And I, yep. and, I and you know, I mean, Pioli, he, you know, I don't think he benched Pulisic. You know, I think he just was managing Politics minutes, but yeah. you know, Politics started off on the bench, and so did Reinders. Um, and Reinders, by the way, I think has been amazing for this team so far. Yeah, and I think we talked um, Politic <laughs> last week too, right? About like what he played so many minutes with with the U.S. Oh, the unnecessary. Too. Why did he play those minutes? Because he has been playing really well with Inter. I mean, why? Why? With Milan, thank you, sir. I mean, I'm sorry with with Milan. Sorry. Um, yeah, he's, he's been playing amazingly, and, and and you know Berhalter really had no reason to play Pulisic ninety plus minutes into a game with Uzbekistan, which is just absurd. Yeah, it's absurd. He was still in that game. I, I I'll Personally, never understand that. A guy who's got a history of muscle injuries, you know, right? The fatigue is the biggest thing for those. So like, so why are you yeah. doing? Why are you over? You know, overusing him, I, I just did not make sense to me. No, and 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 so you had Tamori out for uh, as well against Inter because he was on he was on a red card. You know, and look, none of this, none of this against Inter mattered because Inter was going to win this game no matter who was who, no matter who was in that game. But with Newcastle, I just you know you had a team, you had the uh, Milan team coming off of a you know three days rest. You had. Um, a little bit of a change to the lineup, uh, and I, I just, I, guys, like, like Leal had a couple shots, a couple chances at the six, and just like stumbled on his own feet. It was just one of those games where they just they, they could not get their feet out from under him to get a good shot on goal. You know, uh, Newcastle's keeper, who's that Pope, kind of you know makes some saves. Yeah, um, is it Pope or F- it's not Foster? Um, you know, he makes some saves. You know, the defense kind of st- you know steps in. And just really kind of made, you know, made this game as hard as possible for Milan. So I think that I think that we've got a, you know, Milan's got a got a regroup. We've got Verona this week, who's kind of mid table, um, but a weak mid table. Yeah. <clears throat> um, they're two wins, um, a loss, and a draw. And I think they've got to they've got to regroup and and, and get themselves back on. Uh, you know, back on pace. Polisic's got to be able to, you know, got to take guys one-on-one, create the chances, create the imbalance, you know, and that's the thing when you have Leal and Polisic on both sides and they can each kind of go one-on-one, beat their man, and then create an imbalance in the attack. And that's really what's been so successful for them because that either opens them up for shooting or it opens up uh, Giroud or yeah. it opens up Lobs' cheek or, or um, Teo coming up the uh, side. Mm-hmm. So uh, my hope is that they're going to, you know, regroup and, and, and come into this game this weekend um, a little bit more focused. Now that they've kind of sort of had their pride handed to them uh, two games in a row. And again, I, I, tying Newcastle at home is is not, to me, a celebration at all. Um, so I think they, I, I, I think they, and I think they know it. Um but they'll have a couple things to deal with, right? So Mignon is now hurt and will be out at least a few games, it, it, it looks like. 
Um, so Sportiello is uh, is now in goal, and he's going to have to he's going to have to play solid. Loftus cheek went out hurt. Um, it doesn't look like it's serious. So if he doesn't start, there's a chance Musa starts in that spot actually. And that's going to be interesting to see Pulisic and Musa play together yeah. on that side. Yeah. It's going to be, it's really funny. It's going to be the, you know, Musa playing behind Pulisic, but on the right this time, usually they play behind each other on the left uh, for USA. So it'll be really interesting to see uh, the two of them play together at Milan. Um, but, you know, now they've, they're going to have to go and try to find points at Dortmund and PSG. But to your point, group of death, don't lose. Like, get a point if you can, um, and and just try not to lose games. You play PSG, yeah. and you're going to hope for a for, for a tie. Yeah, that's the whole point of of you know playing in the Champions League. Even if you're not in the group of death, you want you're you're trying to get a point on the road and win three points at home. That's that's. That's the goal, right? So I feel like Newcastle won that battle. Agreed. Maybe not the fan that was stabbed, but, you know, the team won. Was there a fan stabbed? Yeah, you didn't hear hear about that? No, didn't hear about that. A fan, a Newcastle fan stabbed in Milan. Uh, What did he do do to deserve it? Good, good question. I don't know. No, uh, I don't know. I don't know. He's uh, he was okay though. He didn't he didn't like die or anything. He was stable. So good. That's good. We're not, we're not trying to kill Jordies out there. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, although it's funny, I'm I'm actually reading the book um, Among the Thugs, um, which is uh, this writer kind of went around a lot with United uh, with Manchester United um, clubs back in the '90s, '80s, and '90s. Uh, but he also did, you know, go into Italy when they played. Uh, they played Juventus. Uh, there's also some stories of uh, him in Cambridge, him in him in Ireland, uh, and it's it's all about the the hooligans and those and those you know quote supporter groups um, yeah. and the violence that was occurring. It's 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 unsettling for any of you out there that have, that have not read the book. It's unsettling how comfortable he is in this environment. This art, this uh, this author. Um, and then at a, at a few at a few points in the book, he actually acknowledges he's like, kind of feel like I'm getting too close to these people. Was he? So he was just like observing. He was not partaking. He was observing, but he was right there, like he was watching people be beaten. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> like watching property be damaged, you know, watching theft occur, and watching um, fairly extreme violence. But you know, hey, if you're if you're looking for a light read, there you go. Give yeah. it a shot. Yeah, you're trying I mean, to look, something to just read as you're trying to fall asleep. There it is. That's that's and that's your Joe Max Morons book club moment of the podcast. Book suggestion of the week. Yes, that's 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 where we're at uh, next week's you know, either going to be Das Reboot or. You Actually, said, you, know, you, know my, you know what my favorite soccer book is? Yeah. Um, Andres Cantor's goal. Because he, he's been to like every World Cup and he talks about every single one of them. Yeah. And I read it. I actually read it back in the early or maybe mid-90s. And I just bought it recently so I can reread it. Because it was, it was such a 
such a great book. Anyway, again, that'll be next week's book club. We also uh, like uh, how soccer explains the world. That's love a good it. one. Yeah, that's yeah, a good one. Love book. that book. I think I, I gave that to somebody. I don't think I have it here right now. I think uh, I thought I'm looking I, at my bookshelf for anyone else. I, thought I gave it to you, or I, I I told you to read it or something. You told me about it. I bought it. Yeah. Um, and I read it. Um, and it's fantastic. Yeah, it's a good book. Yeah. Speaking of Manchester United supporters, Adam, let's get into it, sir. They're off to a good start. Yeah. <laughs> Best. They're in 13th. Hey, we talk shit about Newcastle, by the way. They're, they're a spot behind Newcastle in the standings. I sort of like <laughs> yeah. can remind you of that, yeah. by the way. Um, they played today. They, um, they lost to Munich. I don't think this was a huge <laughs> surprise that they would lose to Munich. Correct me if I'm wrong. No, I don't think it's a surprise. Like you said, like we, we were saying before, champions, like you win at home and you want to get a point. United were one goal away from a point on the road in Munich, which is a big point on the road. So mm-hmm. It's a huge point. Yeah. So... You know, if, if I don't, I don't know what your question was going to be. If we're putting this in terms of like what is worse, Milan drawing at home to Newcastle or United losing away at 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 uh, Bayern Munich, I think it's, I think it's similar. I think it's very similar. I, it's it's good to have a point, right? And, I, and, yeah. I, and unfortunately, I think that's what you got to take. But neither yeah. one of us walk out like. I'm still walking out the door feeling worse about this result than you are because I think United showed well enough in this game that potentially you got to feel like a game like this at Old Trafford ends in a draw or possibly a win. Yeah. They played well. Um, but but here's you know here's my here's the problem is that like why can't they put it together in the Premier League right now. Like, I mean, they've lost now Brighton, Arsenal, um, Spurs. They're they're not they they, they barely beat Forest, I mean Forest. Um, why can't they put this together? They have Burnley coming up this weekend. Wait, so I mean you you gotta think that United's gonna beat Burnley, yes? I would hope so. And Burnley has, I believe, one point so far. They have one point. Yes, sir, yeah. they do. Yeah. And they're so proud of I, it. <laughs> JJ Watt's proud of it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I got to think United just comes out and beats Burnley. But who knows? Because obviously they were not, uh, you know, we thought they would come out better at the start of the season, but you know, Ten Hag did this last season, started slow, and then won a bunch. This is how United is under Ten Hag. They they have these like mini crisis moments, and it's like four or five games, and then they win or don't drop or or you know win or draw for like like twelve games in a row. You know that. That's how it is under under Ten Hag so far. So I am hoping that 
they turn around beat Burnley and that that is like the catalyst for you know a run a nice a nice run of points for in the in the Premier League and the Champions League so you know who knows we'll see it it seems like it seems like panic and crisis right now but uh but we'll see Ten Hag is it seemed like that a couple times under Ten Hag and he sort of got through it so we'll see What's interesting is you have Burnley this weekend. Next week, midweek, you've got Crystal Palace in the Carabao Cup. And then over next weekend, you've got Crystal Palace again for Premier League. So you got to play Crystal Palace twice in the same week and Burnley this weekend. That's not a, that's not a great thing to have to, to play the same team within a few days of, no. of, of each game. No. It's not. I don't know. And, and Crystal Palace is such a pesty team, too. They are. And Although with, with, without without Zaha, it's a little bit better. And they're well they're well managed, you know. Yeah, but that's company, right? Vincent Company's are their uh, co- manager. No, no, he's he's Burnley. Oh, that's Burnley. Yeah, that's nice. yeah. Which I think he's a. I think he. I think Burnley's well managed, so I think he's going to be a good manager. But uh, but um, Craven Con- or um, I'm sorry. Crystal Palace is is under Roy Roy Hudson Hudson again. He's a, oh, okay. Good. Yeah. He came back uh, in the off season. I think he he came back for this this season. You know, and Roy is a uh, he's a manager. He's a known who, commodity you know, for sure. He's like never going to win the league, but he's a he's a manager that will get the most out of the team and and sort of he's. He's going to keep you in the league, and he's going to get the you know mid table sort of thing. Yeah, they, they just don't want to go down. That's all. That's all they care about. Just don't yeah, exactly, down. exactly. Um, so let's talk about United then, because we've talked about Milan, um, and United's got to fix some things, not the least of which is their defense. But let me start behind the defense. Has Onana been the goalkeeper you you were hoping he would be? No, obviously not. But uh, <laughs> in, I think in the still... history of the questions I've asked, that's got to be the easiest question to answer yeah. so far. <laughs> I think he, I think he, I think he still can be. I think he's adapting to a new environment. Nowhere to go but up. New situation. Well, that's a good point. <laughs> if he keeps making these mistakes. I don't know. I mean, De Gea's made mistakes before, but we love De Gea. De Gea was... De Gea also won games for you. De Gea spent 11 years at United, and he spent the best part of his career at United and stayed loyal to them. Yep. And Despite despite a bad fax machine. For the... Yeah, well, good point. But for the most part, played really, really, really well for United. One of the best goalkeepers in the world during that period. Yeah, stayed loyal, and then United sort of slapped it, <clears throat> slapped him in the face, let him go. I would have loved to have had to stay one more season. Onana is uh, is a good keeper. He's can be one of the best in the world, I think. And and I watched him a lot last year in the Champions League when he was at uh, Inter, and then uh, obviously in the final. He was amazing, and I was like, "Wow, this is great!" So I was really happy with the move. So I, I can't be upset with the move to 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 bring him in, you know, as a as a United fan. But 
I don't know. I feel like he's he's struggling a bit. Give him a break. Just just you know, the problem is United doesn't have a great. There's no real. There's no real competition for him there. So, I don't yeah. know. We'll see what happens. Maybe they, maybe they sign the Haya back. He's a free agent still. They'll sign him and and be like, hey, you're going to come and compete for the number one job. Well. You know, the other problem to me that Arnada has is that he doesn't have a good solid center back in front of him that manages the, the you know, the defense, like like Varane does, right? Varane does. Um, you know, you have uh, Martinez has been there a bunch, as has Lindelof. And they're good defenders, but they're not organizing the defense the, the way that Varane does, right? They're, they're, not, they're not leaders like he is. And I think that's a real problem for Onana. I, I really feel like he's he has been out of position with his defenders. Um, you know, you see him when goals are scored, when they aren't it's just a mistake on his part. You see him kind of really lay into the defenders, and he, he's been doing that a lot. Yeah. And I have to think that one of the reasons is they're not on the same page. And I, I, I my again reasoning through it, I, I, I think that Varane fixes that when he's in there. I don't know when he's coming back though. I think so too, but remember, Veron had a season without Martinez, and Veron and Martinez with the with Lindelof and Maguire, whoever else, when they're not together, have not been as good as when they are together. So Veron and Martinez are very good together. Yeah, but you know they don't they don't necessarily they're not. Uh, you know the the the, the amazing uh, quality that they are when they're together, when they're with some with, with some of these other defenders, and that's been part of the problem with United over the past you know six seven years has been the center backs, and and we've got Lindelof, who's you know he's great, he can fill in when he needs to. I don't, he's not a, I don't think he's a, a he's not. His quality is not a. He's not going to be a starter for United. You know, he's not going to be in the first eleven. Same with yeah. McGuire. Same with all the other center backs they're putting in there. Shaw, Luke Shaw was the best option to fill in when one of our one of one of United's right. top two center backs were out. Put in Luke Shaw. Didn't didn't United grab? Um... Sergio Rahelion, how do you say his name? He was yeah. uh, at, at Spurs, right? Before? Yeah. But he's been playing left back, which he's not been he's not been great. He's not he's been, only been in one game. He's not been terrible. He's been in two, I think. He's only got one appearance in the Premier League. In the Premier League. In, yeah. He played he played Champions League uh okay. today, so Okay. So he's had two. Um not great, not bad. You know, he's He's not yeah. the answer. Luke Shaw is is the starting left back, and he's injured. And oh yeah, Luke Shaw is the is the number three center back. I'd say you know you you've got yeah you've got Veron, you've got Martinez, and Luke Shaw slots in there when either one of those guys are out. But Luke Shaw's injured, and so is Veron. So it's like you've got vulnerability at left back. You've got vulnerability at center back. I just I I don't. I don't know. I don't know. It's just the, the 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 back four the back line is just not good enough. 
Yeah. Um, with with Malmasia having not really been part of the squad at all, and he he got tons of time last year. He's, he hasn't uh, been in any games. He's also injured. Oh, okay. I, I did not know that. Okay. Yeah. So he's injured. Shaw is injured. <laughs> so there's yep. no left backs, which is and you're yeah. And the new guy Amrabat is injured, already walking in the door. Yeah. Which you know we we talked on the uh, on the text earlier today, and Taylor's not not uh, optimistic about him, but but I've heard a lot of good things about him from players who played against him, coaches who coached against him, and and some pundits who are like, this guy is really really good. He's really quality, and look what look what Fiorentina did last year. Look what Morocco did in the World Cup. I mean, yeah, I gotta I gotta think you gotta you gotta at least let this guy give him a run and see what he how he how the team changes around him. Um, seems like a seems like a really really you know world class player, but based based on on the results of his of his teams in the past year. So we'll see. Yeah, yeah I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm I'm trying to be more optimistic than Taylor about him. I think that he's, I mean, he's he's already shown he's a quality guy, and and you know, quite frankly, with Anthony, not really with Anthony, uh, Greenwood and Sancho, you know, all being out essentially uh, yeah. for, I mean, Greenwood now on uh, quote loan, um, and then you have you know Anthony's out indefinitely, Sancho's out indefinitely. Amrabat may be a really good option to allow. Maybe you, maybe that pushes Bruno up. Maybe that gives Garnacho some time on the other side. Um, I, I'm not sure exactly how they're going to adjust, but they're going to have to figure out a way to get guys on the field. Um, and maybe the four-three-three is not going to be the way they, they do it going forward because of all this. They, they've they've lost essentially all their right wingers. Yeah. But Amrabat does give you a lot of flexibility because he's an offensive guy, especially, you know, if 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 guys like um, like Erickson uh, are 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 not going to play full time. If if guys like, I mean, honestly, you know, he's probably going to be immediately one of the more offensive, you know, midfielders that you put in there. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing him out there. Actually, I think he's going to be good. He's going to be good depth. I mean, you know, first and foremost, he's good depth for for United. Yeah. Secondly, he's a guy who probably helps a bit more than that, even because there's a lot of of holes to fill right now, uh, mostly with the all uh, all penal league of uh, of the United roster. I mean, there's a really good starting line of terrible, awful monsters of of, of people of human yeah. beings. There's, I mean, if you if you go with Greenwood, Sancho, Anthony, and Giggs, you've got a really good front, you know, front four and fill it in with a couple of the guys. But like, yeah. that's a pretty good front four. No kidding. So, um, so I think I I think that Amrabat will be. Oh, he's going to slide in really well with Mount out with and then with Fernandez potentially having a swing in up top. I mean eventually. I mean again, who's going to play that right spot? Cuz I'm afraid Ten Hag's going to move Rashford out there or so like make Rashford go to the right or something. I'm afraid he's going to move Rashford where Rashford's going to the left. You put your best guy in his best spot and you fill it around him. 
I, that seems like the simplest thing in the world. But I have a feeling they're going to put, if they want to bring Garnacho in, they're going to have to put Garnacho on the left and then Rashford, you know, Rashford on the right, maybe? Yeah. How do you think they, how do you think they make up in this? I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I think, I think Rashford, I Good think talk. he can, I think he can play on the right, but, but he's obviously best on the left. He's, he's way better on the left. He's, 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 he's better on the left than he, even than he is up top. Yeah. I mean, that, and and that's the Harland, argument. That's, that's the argument. That's why they, they were like, we have to have a, 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 you know, a number nine because Rashford will, will give you 20 goals a season from the left, but yeah, but not from the center forward spot, you know. So, um, Ho- Hoyland settling in right now. By the way, had a goal today. Yeah. Um, you know, had a, had a couple really good chances coming I in think late. He, the other this day. was his uh, third appearance, and I think he's played pretty well. I, you I, know, I think he's got to start the, soon. The uh, the feedback has been good from him, so we'll see. I think you got to start him up top. I think he's he's twenty. You got to yeah. give him 10, 10 games. You have to at this point. Yeah, I think so I too. Like Martial, but Martial, if you give him ten games, he's going to be hurt by. But game you're right. Three. You're right about that. That right spot though is not. It's it's it's, it's open. It's not settled. No, and we'll see. We'll see what happens with uh, getting Sancho. I don't. I'm not optimistic. I feel like he's iced out. He's going to be sold in January. What a huge mistake he made, by the way, because with Anthony out, this was his spot. Yeah, he was and, he was he was guaranteed to play while Anthony was out. Guaranteed. Did he make that? You know, the the Twitter, whatever, he, whatever he did publicly against, you know, anti uh, Eric Ten Hag. Was that? I think Ten Hag. I think Ten Hag made the first statement. Well, he did, but but as a player, you don't you don't comment back publicly about that no no you shut your mouth your job especially not on like social media or stuff like that so um i think that uh i think he's done (laughs) but uh, it it seems to me oh ten hogs said i mean his his answer yesterday was i uh sancho's not in our plans he straight up said it yeah so he's 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 gonna be done which yeah, I, my my question though was: Did he make that? Did he like rebut uh, Ten Hag's statement before or after the Anthony uh, allegations came out? I think it was right Russian. before. I think it was think right so, before. And and like know. what bad what bad timing? Because like he could have he could have been in that spot. But this was his. This was almost as as dumb a move. As spelling your name wrong on the SATs, and we know—I mean, we've seen that guy. We've and... seen we've seen the kind of stupidity that looks like. We know yeah. what that looks like. We, we like, know we've that. seen the face of that. Yeah, that's right. And, and now we've seen what Sancho has done as well, and, and it's arguably the same stupidity level, but it's, very different faces. It's pretty close. It's pretty close. Although the level um, of income you've given up. I mean, Sancho, yeah. Ood has, yeah. does not have the same capacity for income, for sure. Yeah, well, maybe if he spelled his name right. He's, but He's lucky he can walk upright. Yeah, well, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. At least he evolved. Yeah. At least he evolved. He, he did evolve, <laughs> kind of. Yeah. Um, all right, man. Uh, thanks for the chat. 
And uh, we have uh, United Burnley on, are they playing Saturday? Or are they the Saturday or the Sunday game? They are Saturday at uh, three. Um, and then you have Milan. Let's see. You have Milan and Hellas Verona on the 23rd at night in the morning. I forget which day that is. That's Saturday or Sunday. So hopefully these guys are going to get some wins, man. We, we, we got to track some points here. We got to have some happy freaking pods at some point. Yeah. I mean, um, it will be at some point, but it's tough, tough right now. Yeah, tough, tough sledding, as they say. Yeah. So thank you, everyone, for listening. Appreciate uh, the time you give us. Uh, for those of you that do, Ood, um, I know you're listening. And while I will say we love you, I'll also say um, I'm not going to stop mocking you for the for the SAT thing. That's fair. And also, good luck getting having grown your beard in. Um, uh-huh. I do have one more question for that, you, that, Adam. That digs that digs the deepest, Joe. I I hope so. I, that's the intention. Here's the question: Does Manchester United advance out of their group in the Champions League? It's Munich, FC Copenhagen, Galatasaray, and United. Do they advance? I I'm gonna say yes, but barely. Okay, uh, I'm I'm going for a, a, a rare twofer here. Does Milan advance again? PSG, Newcastle, Dortmund, and Milan. Does Milan advance? Be honest. I think yes, Milan does because I think Dortmund is not as good as they were. They lost Bellingham, yeah, and I think Newcastle is not as good as they really appear to be. So, I think Milan settles in against them in the next game. I think so too. I think Milan goes too. Yeah. Um, all right, man. Well, thanks a lot, Adam. Appreciate it, buddy. Well, thank you. Good, uh, good chatting, and to all of you out there, uh, thank you so much. Like, subscribe, follow, tweet. That's about all we got. Yep. Uh, spell your name right, that, though. Yeah, but spell your name right for sure. Uh, and uh, as we like to say here, sorry. Sorry, everyone. <laughs>